0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. It's a Euros preview tonight, we thought we'd do something a little bit more fun, a little bit more exciting than talking about Northern Ireland losing yet another game. Uh, My name's Andy Bell and joining me tonight, well I've got three, I've I've an esteemed panel of uh, of three. First of all, I've got Peter Baker uh, in Sheffield. Pete? How are we doing? And I guess this will be an opening question I'll ask to everyone. Uh, Are you excited for these Euros? Do you get excited for the summer tournaments? How is it like in relation to how excited you get for your club? The Premier League season started. Like, How are you feeling about it all? I'm
1: really excited. Obviously, I'd love to see North Ireland there. Uh, It sort of snuck up on us. don't know if you felt the same. Season's ended and all of a sudden it's the Euros. So it was only the last few days I've sort of got excited by it. Also, living in England, there is a bit of a buzz starting to gather here. Obviously, not Liverpool, bit, mate. Not Liverpool. <laughs> and Sheffield is a bit different. It's very, very supportive. But yeah, it's 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 getting exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I'm also joined by Dave Donnan in Belfast. Dave, um, you were there in 2016, I believe. Um, how how was that? I think you were maybe the only one here. Ben, you weren't in. You weren't in. Oh, Sponsor, I was in New York. You're in New York right okay so yes we did the only one here in, in 2016 what was that well what was it a couple of weeks like was it uh, difficult to did you have the credit in the bank with a wife at the time or how was that kind of how, how did that kind of balance itself out
2: I'm still paying that debt off to this day <laughs> I think uh, yeah no 11 days probably in hindsight probably a mistake taking two days in Amsterdam before we flew down to nice but
0: fully totally honest sure
2: yeah listen we all make
0: mistakes but yeah it was you don't sound like you're overly repentant for that one
2: (laughs) not really not really it's just a token gesture of what i think is the appropriate thing to say right now in case she's listening uh yeah (laughs) Uh, she's not um (laughs) so yeah it was it was great and i kind of thought to myself really sucks that we didn't qualify obviously but Mm -hmm. like how frustrating would it be to know that this would have been one of the few tournaments that we ever got to and you just, was no way of being able to yeah, travel. Definitely. It would have been so unbelievably frustrating. So I think, you know, I've been kind of consoling myself with the fact that I kind of think that if there was ever a tournament not to qualify for and we'll have plenty of those, <laughs> this is the one.
0: Yeah, we don't really get to pick and choose in those ones. But yeah, Ben, I was the same really with the, the whole Slovakia thing. I remember after we beat Bosnia, uh, I was I was obviously buzzing, but like in a couple of days after, I was thinking, well, I'm not really sure I'm gonna to get to go to this. I'm not really sure if there you know there's gonna be fans in, or even if the tournament's gonna to go ahead. There were people suggesting that uh, the Euros was gonna be cancelled overall. So like it was kind of like a strange feeling. Obviously, I was absolutely gutted at uh, at the Slovakia result, but it was one of those where like as Dave says, you can take solace from the fact that that uh, it's kind of probably gonna be the worst of the tournaments in, in terms of for supporters going not only because of COVID, but also because of the Flying around about a million different countries. So, uh, how are you feeling about knowing Ireland be, not being there? Are you are you bitter or are you, uh, you know, are you are you getting excited for it?
3: I'm extremely bitter, but uh, yes, I'm also getting excited. Um, no, I, I agree. Like, I mean, put it this way: Would you rather be at this one and not at at France, where it was just one big party and the fans were all able to go? You know, you would definitely pick you definitely pick France. It's a far it's a far better tournament. You know, especially being in one one place. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm I'm still still got it because it was such a missed opportunity. And as we all know, Northern Ireland don't get many opportunities. Look like at the you know, a home game. If you'd have started a qualification campaign, if you'd had a home game to get there against Slovakia, you'd have been you know, you'd bit bit someone's hand off for it, but it wasn't it be
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was looking back, it was kind of retrospectively a, a, a fairly simple playoff final. Not a simple game, but for a playoff final, as you say, you'd take Slovakia at home all day long. But listen. We're not going to depress ourselves about that any longer. <laughs> um, we're going to just go through really all the groups, I think, or certainly some of the groups. We'll see how much time we have. Uh, I was going to start in Group A and uh, do a bit of a Turkey versus Italy preview, but I'm actually going to wait until the lineups come out, and uh, Dave, with his Syria connoisseur knowledge, can uh, can, <laughs> can take us through them uh, in in detail. But yeah, so we'll start with uh, with Group D, and I guess like a general question, Pete is. Um, you know, there's England, Scotland and that group alongside Croatia and Czech Republic. Where are you kind of at with the home nations? Do you support the home nations? Do you, you know, support all of them, support none of them, a mixture in between?
1: Pretty ambivalent, to be honest. Like teams like, if England played exciting football, I'd just view it quite neutrally. Like if they played decent football, and are not boring. it would be good to see. And they smash some teams like the Czech Republic who might just park the bus. But to be honest, I don't really care (laughs) about them. Uh, Scotland, I wouldn't mind seeing them do well. Uh, Quite like Andy Robertson. Mm -hmm. So uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them maybe upset a few teams. Certainly upset England would be quite good. Uh, It would be funny. uh, Pardon?
0: It would be funny if they beat England. It would. Wales,
1: nah, not after the last Euros. I'm done
0: with it. <laughs> are you? Are you still bitter with that? I'm actually, I'm most oh. okay with wheels of the three, to be honest. I, I can... well, I, I, I'm most okay with Scotland. Okay. Scotland
1: and then England, Wales.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I can kind of see the logic behind that. I don't really know why I can't get behind Scotland, but I'm just like, I'm, I think it's mainly bitterness because I think we are probably same level. We were a bit better than them over the last yeah. few years and they've kind of wangled their way into this tournament from qualification from League C. Uh, and I'm kind of a bit like, yeah, I can't be bothered with the, the whole circus around them doing, doing well, really. Um, and also the, the other thing is obviously England top in the group will actually give them a more difficult draw in the round of 16. So I'm yeah. fine with England just cleaning up and then getting like Portugal in Copenhagen or something and going out early as usual uh ben you're very anti-home nations we had a chat yesterday on your podcast and uh yeah. you sort of said i was sort of chatted about who you're supporting you said anyone but england wheels and scotland uh, has that always been the case for you or has it like been something that's kind of developed down the years like pete mentions the the 2016 game against wales and you know we've also obviously had the the games against england in recent history for a lot of people um especially living over here in liverpool and there's a bit of like an anti-england sentiment it's kind of developed over the last 20 30 years you know back in time people would have got behind the England side. So what has that journey been like for you? Have you always hated them or is it something that's developed? Um,
3: Well, for Wales, the problem with Wales with me is that it's full of Welsh people. Um, and then with with Scotland, I wasn't a massive fan of them when we played them in friendlies and stuff, booing our anthem. Whether you agree with our anthem being our anthem or not, you know, that's a whole other debate. But I just find it very disrespectful. Um, And I sort of haven't forgiven them for that. Um. With England, I did actually have a stage uh, where I supported England, not support I supported Northern Ireland, but in tournaments, I would like to see England do well on that. Um, but then they started to get a lot of sort of Spurs players and stuff, and that just did it for me. Like I can't stand Harry Kane. So, um, from basically from then on, no. I do. It's the media. It's the media too. It's the hype that they're always going to win it, and they're always the best, and they're always hard done by, and all that. There, I just. I can't I can't stack it, you know what I mean? It's it's like even in your 2016 when we were going to be in it, no, you would listen to like of five live and things and you'd get like an hour and a half on England and then you get five minutes on the other three combined, you know, and, and that, that really annoyed me. So yeah.
0: Yeah, the English media they have certainly do play into the whole thing and 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 don't help things. What is it like for you? Like especially as a Liverpool supporter, like I remember was it World Cup 2014, we had five or six players in that team. Uh, we were just off the back of, uh, obviously, nearly winning the league. So I can remember kind of getting behind him there, just for the fact that yeah, I think Stephen Jarrett was captain in the major tournament. You know, I didn't want him to kind of be getting the negative headlines or I didn't want it to affect his performances on the pitch. Um, I know you're, uh, you're obviously anti-England, and uh, so where do you stand on the other two home nations?
2: I'm a bitter bitter man so you know if we can't go there and have a nice time then I don't want anybody else to have a nice time either to be honest exactly. that's kind of the way I feel about it um, I do know what I don't mind Scotland I would like to see Scotland beat England that would make me really happy
0: mm-hmm. um, I think you've maybe predicted them too I might have yeah, I might have I don't anyway. think
2: England are very good like I, I, they've got yeah. lots and lots of really good players but I don't think they're very good.
0: Yeah, with a good. Do you think with a good manager they could tend? Well, this should really be challenging for this year, or shouldn't they? With the squad they have, their squads yeah. as good as any.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly at the front end of the pitch, it mm. absolutely is. But I think teams that win tournaments are teams that can keep it tight at the back and are built on strong, strong foundations. Um, it's not teams that go and score, you know, twenty five goals in six games. That mm. doesn't happen. So it's basically down to the fact that I don't think they've got any good centre halves. I don't even think Southgate really knows what his best formation is, whether it's three or four at the back. What he does without McGuire, I've got no clue. Scotland, I think have a have a way of playing um, that works for them. They've kind of found a way to fit Tierney and Robertson into this Robertson into the same side. So you know they look like they've got a formula that works for them, and they've been on a really Impressive run Scotland of results recently. You know, is it one in twelve have lost or something? Or
0: yeah, they did they did fairly well in the qualifiers there in March. I think they drew with Austria, beat Israel. A couple of decent games. Yeah.
2: So, you know, they're on a good run. Wales. I don't care about Wales. Yeah. You know, I am. I see to be honest, I don't really mind how the other two do. I just I just can't be bothered with england and the media's patronizing condescending attitude towards the rest of the home nations when they themselves bask in the glory of a tournament in 1986 that they hosted and didn't win so you know that's where i am on it
0: yeah i don't really get the whole football's coming home thing either like remember they were singing that in in russia 2018 was that not a song that was like no no not even like how ridiculous it is that because they're so bad but Like, remember, for what I understood, um, football's coming home was a song based on them having a home, uh, home tournament. You know what I mean? And they're going to Russia and singing football's coming home. (laughs) Football's coming home isn't an anthem just for them to win a tournament. You know what I mean? No. And I think the next
2: song was about an Indian cuisine, wasn't it? So you know, I don't, (laughs) I don't really, I don't really know. That's right. Yeah. Don't really know where their logic is on most things. Let alone how good they think their football team is.
0: Probably not the best barometers of logic. England supporters certainly not England supporters that follow them away anyway. Um, but Pete, talking a bit about Scotland. Um, do you think that like I don't think they're a very good team, but I think the fact that they're playing at Hamden Park in a couple of games against the Czech Republic, who you know aren't a aren't a fantastic team either, and never really do anything at, at World Cups or European Championships, albeit always seem to be there. Um, I kind of feel like Scotland could get some results purely based on adrenaline and get through, even though they're probably by a distance the fourth best team in that group?
1: Yeah, I, I think that they're pretty similar to where we were five years ago, going into the group. You've got England, they have probably the Germany equivalent, Poland, Croatia equivalent, and then the Czech Republic, they're probably eyeing up as their, their victory. They're Ukraine, I suppose. Yeah, they ease, If they're at home, they could quite easily get over the line there. They go for broke against Czech Republic, get three points, they're probably three, aren't they are probably through, are not they and then yeah, yeah, it's, it's right. almost a free shot against England, which is really dangerous for England, because because if they don't beat Croatia and Scotland have won their first game, that could be such an entertaining game. Yeah, I'd love to see that. That's my dream scenario. Scotland go for it, and England are terrified. Um, yeah, I mean their team's not brilliant on paper, but you know neither neither was ours really five years ago. If you looked at the levels, some of the players and then, they probably say in average their players play
0: at a higher level. Oh, 100%. They do, yeah, yeah. even though there are some, some players you haven't <laughs> really heard of coming from the SPL, from like Aberdeen mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, yeah, It's quite know.
1: conceivable would they beat the Czech Republic and
0: just
1: yeah. stick it out against England, hopefully.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it certainly would be fun. I can actually see Croatia winning that first game against England, to be honest. I can I can see that just being the type of game that's hyped up yeah. to such an extent. And obviously, you know, like... But kind of going off the, the 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 media, what Dave and what Ben said about the, and what you were saying as well, Peter, about the home nations and like the media just not like paying any real attention to them outside of England. Like, I don't know if you guys watched that Villarreal versus Manchester United uh Europa League final, but there was like three ex-United players on that just talked the whole time about Man United. Their only analysis on Villarreal was the fact that they finished sixth and that they should walk this and it should be easy and, you know, football's coming home, all this. And, you know, they got egg in the face in the end, but... Like all it, uh, it's just it's not hard for BT or Sky or whoever it is to get kind of a European expert on Sid Low, somebody who you know follows Spanish football and, and do a bit of analysis on that even for ten minutes or whatever. It's just and that's you know that's obviously not relevant to the point. It's not relevant to the Euros, but I feel like it's kind of relevant to the general idea, the general um, mentality that the English English media have, which is what kind of turns everyone off them. Uh, ben, what where do you stand on the Scots and you obviously watch a good bit of Scottish football so. You um you'll know quite a lot of the the players in that Scottish squad. Uh, Dave mentions you know they've managed to find a scenario where they've got Tierney and Robertson into the same team. I know for a while they were playing Robertson on the left wing. It wasn't really working, and uh, and and now they've got kind of Tierney centre half, Robertson wing back. Uh, do you think they're a team that can that can that can qualify here? Where do you think they have to get the results? And, I guess, like for third place, um, do you think that's a good thing that four third place teams go through? Do you think that makes it more interesting, or do you think it just it makes the calculations harder to do?
3: Well, I certainly thought it was a good thing in twenty sixteen. So yeah. I'd be a total hypocrite if I didn't now. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's good to let to let the likes of us when it was get get a chance. You know, we, we were if we were going in that group and there was only two going through with no chance, did we? So. You know, it's the same for Scotland. I think Scotland will finish bottom of the group, if, if I'm honest. I think Czech Republic will, will just scrape third. Um, but, I mean, it depends. Uh, Scotland are on a good run, as Dave was saying there. And it depends, though. I, I find Steve Clark to be quite a stubborn manager where he'll play, which some people would say is good, where he'll play the players that got him there as opposed to, you know, like I, they were playing a friendly the other night and I noticed they were playing Stephen O'Donnell, a right back, who's from Motherwell. And he had Nathan Patterson, who's going to be an absolute superstar. Well, not superstar, but he's going to be a very good player um, hmm. at Rangers at right back. You know, and really, if you're thinking about it, you, you go you go with a young player that's coming through, that's had experience on European level for Rangers, has won a league, things like that. But Steve Clark, I think, is going to be sticking more. And I, you know, you've got to if, if me if put it this way, if Northern Ireland has likes of Billy Gilmore. You'd find a way of getting them in the oh, team, no matter yeah. what. When you like, you know, and I don't, I don't think he will.
0: No, I. Don't but think you look at lying. them.
3: You look at their players. You know, you look at. You know, we say like what, what Pete was saying. I think they have a better team than what we did. I mean, I don't think there's any question because I mean, you look at McTominay is not the best player in the world, but he's decent. He's playing Effective, Premier League. Yeah. You know, he's playing European. Yeah, you've got McGinn's good player. Um, even even Adams up front's not bad. Um, you know. I think he'd uh, set foot in Scotland for the first time when he played for, for friendly for them. Yeah, recently. that was the same, but, same I mean, as Connor Washington
0: was with us. So yeah, it's been nothing. yeah,
3: can't talk. Um, but yeah, no, the 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 a decent enough team. So you know, it, it'll all depend really. If they, if they don't beat Czech Republic in this first game, they're done. But you know, at home, you just never know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's have a look at our predictions for Group D then. And uh, so, if you're watching on the Facebook or if you're on YouTube. You should see this pop up on your screen now. Uh, there we go. Now, if that just moves up, that's perfect. Excellent. There's a nice graphic. Um, that's gonna get about three seconds of our time. So here we go. Group D predictions. Uh so yeah, a bit of a mix here. Me, uh, Pete, and Ben have all go for, gone for England first. Dave's gone for Croatia first. and um, well, me, Pete, and Ben have actually all gone for more or less the same grip. Uh, Pete and Ben are myself and pete have gone for england croatia scotland czech republic ben's just changed around the czech republic and scotland for them to finish bottom and dave you've gone for croatia first scotland second england third and czech republic fourth that's that's an interesting one do, do you do you rate the croats you think uh, or is that based on anything you've seen or do you just is it just i think it's more what you want to see isn't it
2: <laughs> a wee bit <laughs> <laughs> look, i
0: look i i
2: i don't think that i don't think it's that far-fetched, that scenario taking place. I think Croatia have a lot of really good players, um, especially in the midfield. Like, technically, Croatia have always had outstanding footballers, and I don't think it's really any different, and like I say, I just don't really think, I don't think Southgate knows what his best team is. Like, realistically, if you're going into a tournament as one of the favourites, You should have probably, what, at least seven, eight names nailed, positions nailed down. Mm -hmm. Good luck predicting that first England lineup because, you know, Sancho, Sterling, Rashford, Grealish, Mount, they can't all play. Mm -hmm. So, I, I don't know. I think there's a scenario where that could happen. I think... Croatia could certainly cause an upset in the first game, um, and that puts all the pressure on them then. And listen, if the media and the fans turn against England early, and I don't want to go down the the taking the knee rabbit hole, but if things continue with football games that England are playing in from the stands, I don't think that's going to help the team's performance on the pitch either. Granted, they have got home advantage, but this could be one of those weird scenarios where home advantage is actually a disadvantage yeah. based on what the social climate looks like at football games in the minute, which is just the most mental thing, even just having to say that, but that's where we are, you know? So yeah, I, I, all that considered, I think there's a shout there.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I could potentially see, definitely see Croatia winning that first game. I think, I just think England might, might kind of scrape through with six or seven points somehow, but they're certainly not convincingly. Um, Dave, I'm going to stick with you because the Turkey versus Italy lineups are out, and of bad news that you might have to change your uh, fantasy oh, football captain. Um, so sad. Let's go with, uh, with Turkey first. I think Ben, you might have to change one or two as well. Uh, Turkey, so Chakier in goal. Celic, Soyanchu, Demeral, Maras, uh, Yokuslu in midfield, then Karaman, uh, Tufan, Yazici, Celanoglu, and Barak Yilmaz up top. Pete's asset, as we'll come on to talk about. And then Italy are Donnarumma, uh, Florenzi, Chiellini, Bonucci, Spinazzola, uh, Locatelli, Giorgino, Barella, Berardi, Immobile, and Insignia. So, Dave, what's your kind of reaction to that? I know you'd. you'd uh, Captain Federico Chiesa on your fantasy team, but you said what to me just before the podcast that you, uh, and yes, with you, Ben. Um, and you, I think you've Balotelli as well, Ben. So you need to, i have uh, gone well. You need to hope I go to Pete next so you can make a few changes. Um, I'm doing but, it now, <laughs> but Dave, um, you kind of said to me there, like before the podcast, you actually didn't think Chiesa would start. Uh, it was kind of a, a romantic pick. People, longtime listeners to the podcast, will know your your love for his da. Um, What's your kind of reaction to that team news? I mean, it's, it's crazy when you've got a player who's literally been pretty much carrying Cristiano Ronaldo at UV all season. They can't even get in the national team. It just shows how how much uh, strength and depth they have, really, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, they they I think at Lee are gonna be a pretty good crack in this tournament. I really do think they're gonna be a good watch. Um yeah. they've loads and loads of attacking players, but yeah, Barardi's Barardi's super too. Yeah. Do you know that team is probably yeah, totally. Um, I think it's, it's 27 goals and assists, goal contributions yeah. or whatever they're calling it these, these days this year. And Mobile hasn't really done it at international level goal scoring wise. But listen, I think at least top goal scorer of all time has got like 35 goals. I think Baggio with 27 or something is the highest score in the last 50 years. So it's not a necessity um to go there and have like an absolutely dominant number nine, like Harry Kane. That's how much good did that do England in the last few tournaments?
0: Yeah. What was it what was Enrico like at international level? Again, same. Okay. So,
2: like maybe maybe 10-12 goals and maybe 30-35 matches, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I that's probably the lineup I, I expected. Um, especially with Ferrari being injured, especially with Pellegrini. Kind of Pellegrini Locatelli was the toss-up as to who was gonna step in there but Pellegrini now being out um, Locatelli then obviously just steps in there and yeah I think great midfield experience at the back great goalkeeper Florenzi at fullbacks really really good and all of the great forwards to bring on if none of them were working and fun fact who was their top goal scorer when they won the 2006 World Cup was it Grosso? Marco Matarazzi two goals right okay so I think they scored twelve goals. I think Manarazzi and look at Tony get two goals, and then eight players scored a goal each. Okay. So that team, that team, and that squad has the capability to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, interesting. Anyway, it'll be an interesting game tonight, Pete, Won't it? I'm quite excited for it. I think it's a very good uh, opening game. Turkey against Italy. I'm not sure why Turkey are listed on the left and all these things. Like it's it's in it's at the Stadio Olimpico. It's in Rome. Um, you've gone for Yilmaz in your fantasy team. Uh, I've 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 got Yuzicchi. Uh, I think a couple of us have Yazici as well, a player who's scored quite a few goals at Lille this season. I think he's the first player ever to score consecutive hat-tricks in the UEFA Cup slash Europa League. So it's an interesting one there. He's still very young as well, but they are they are an exciting side. You know, you look through their side and the players like Chalinoglu, you have players like you know Yuzici Yilmaz are players who, you know, get you off your seat, get you excited. They're kind of like cult heroes all over the team, aren't they? And I think they could, you know, uh, maybe have a go this tournament, but maybe not tonight against the Italians who... Seem to be amazing in attack, amazing in defence and amazing in between.
1: Yeah, I think I think tonight could be tough for Turkey. I've mainly, I've mainly put Yilmaz in the team because I want someone from Turkey and I want <laughs> someone from Italy in my team so I can cheer on and enjoy the first night. That is probably the only reason. But I, I you were talking to me a few weeks ago and said, Yilmaz has had a good season. I thought, mm-hmm. you know what, I might stick him in my fantasy team. So you've done all the hard, hard work for me there, to be honest.
0: Bring it <laughs> I can't believe being but, grassed up on the podcast by 36-year-old <laughs> Yilmaz. But yeah, oh they seem
1: they seem like a bit of an unknown quantity. Turkey, there's some decent players, yeah. and they've like over the years gone by. They've done surprisingly quite well in tournaments. I wasn't old enough for the 2002 World Cup, but they got to the semi final. Um, I think the 2008 Euros they did quite well, got to the latter stages again. So yeah, they're a team who, who can surprise. Well, in recent years, and you know if they've got a goal scorer in Yilmaz, why not? Awesome. And it's yeah. a very, its I mean, it's obviously a group they can qualify from. If they got something against Italy tonight. They probably think, you know, who they could probably beat anyone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: given at least qualifying form. I don't know much about Turkey. I've just pinched your idea to be honest with you. all right. I'm just all excited right. to see the football and hopefully Turkey don't
0: defend for ninety minutes. Yeah, you're, you're lucky I'm hosting and you haven't stolen all my opinions there. But yeah, no, nice one, <laughs> um, Ben. uh Who have you brought in? Who have you brought in? You have two last just, transfers to make. Was it Bilotti? I just made and... them.
3: Are, I and Chiesa. Uh, both mm-hmm. gone out. I brought Berardi in um, and I put in Thomas Muller um, up front. Uh, only because I know he hadn't been playing for Germany, but he played there in a friendly and he scored a couple of things. That's right, yeah. So just thought, why not?
0: Well, they absolutely hammered, um, they absolutely hammered Latvia the other night there. So uh, I'm going to bring up our predictions for Group A now. Has Miller scored in the Euros? In the Euros? I, no idea. I'm not sure.
3: I would speaking. assume he has, but I don't know.
2: No, I think I think you might be onto something here. I think the, I heard he this. this load in the World these, Cup. Yeah, he's like, is it only closest scored more goals for Germany in a World Cup in World yeah. Cups, maybe, but he's never scored in Euros? Which sounds
3: You could have told me that five minutes ago, Pete.
2: We've <laughs> <laughs> still got delayed
0: o'clock.
3: Yeah. right
0: there's our predictions for group a so uh again really wide range of predictions here so three of us going for italy to top the group that's me dave and ben uh pete you're going for turkey to top the group after uh, after yeah after telling me they're going to find it difficult tonight I, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I've, you've missed honest it. to god you, look up look up the whatsapp stitched me off after <laughs> not, honestly it wasn't, yeah. In, in exchange for my opinions, on I course. actually I actually have. <laughs> That's a typhoon. I'm not. I, I think. Right. It, well, I unfortunately I don't have the editing skills to put it back. So you're you're locked in as Turkey first, Italy second though. Enough. So you'll you'll you've fair you know possibly got the top two there. Uh, so every nation represented in our top twos. I've gone for Wales to qualify alongside Italy. Uh, Dave and Pete have gone for Turkey, and Ben's gone for Switzerland. Um, which you didn't read you didn't read the rules for this podcast Ben no Swiss no Slovaks <laughs>
3: oh I hate uh, them like but they're yeah. just so efficient
0: yeah no you're right you're right I've actually won uh, Switzerland to finish last um, not out of bitterness at all Dave's gone Wales in the last. world rankings <laughs> yeah um, Pete has gone Switzerland last and Ben's gone Wales last as well so wide range of predictions there so let us know in the comments section uh what you think is going to happen in that group very difficult one to predict uh, we're going to kind of do a bit of a predictions league uh, across the contributors of this podcast over the next few weeks and um, i'll explain that a little bit later on um so you guys can uh, can drop your predictions into the comments and uh, i mean you can calculate them yourself because i can't be bothered going through everybody's but let's go on to talk about group f which is a group of death uh ben i'll start with you um because i didn't really give you a chance to talk about the last one at uh, france i know they're your uh favorites for the tournament i think there's uh they're quite a few people's favorites for the Everyone's. tournament. yeah they've had deschamps there for a long time and uh, they've obviously won the last tournament they've got quality all over the park and they've only gone and added kareem benzema to it so uh how can you see how can you see them firing in that group i
3: think i think i'll we'll win it if i'm if i'm correct in my prediction so i certainly want to think whether i said that or not um yeah i i do i i think they'll win the whole thing um it would. it's hard to look past them When you look at uh, Kante, I think Kante's phenomenal. I don't like saying that about a Chelsea player, but, you know, he's, he's brilliant. Um, you know, they've got Mbappe, who really, really does look the real deal. You know, I know these young players get overhyped, but anytime time I've seen him, he's been, he's been super power Um Griezmann hasn't had a good season for Barcelona, but he seems to score every time he puts a France shirt on. Um, you know, it's hard to find a weakness, really, when you look
0: at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know they're they're looking very strong, and and Dave, do, for you, is it like between Portugal and France to top this group? A lot of people are expecting Germany to flop, and kind of when you look yeah. at when, when you look at Portugal over like the well, ever since I've been really watching international football, you've always kind of viewed it as Ronaldo and ten wasters, whereas it's now Ronaldo and ten really good players, and I think they could be a, a, in with a shot of in this tournament as well.
2: I think it'll be between Portugal, Italy, and France who wins it. Um, yeah, I, I think I actually took Portugal to top this group. Um, you did? I suppo- yeah, I suppose I suppose the Ronaldo issue is an issue for them, isn't it? Because you're right, there's a whole pile of good players there. And, you know, maybe you just don't want him on the pitch. I know it's Ronaldo, but maybe you just don't want him on the pitch. I'm not sure. Um you know the team has to be designed around him. You know he's not going to give you a lot off the ball anymore. Um, he's there to stick the ball in the net. That's all he wants to do.
0: Do you not know, think there's an extent to which, like, while he was able to, you know, take up four or five players in, in recent tournaments, marking them out of the game, uh, when you get players like Edir er and Correza alongside him, when you add like Felix and Jota and all into that, then maybe he'll get a bit more space and could be a bit more effective. Possibly, I don't know.
2: Could be. Could be. I have no idea. All I do know is, again, I think they're they're. They're not exactly a fluid attacking unit. Um, they are stubborn, uh, resistant, well drilled, well organized. They've got masses of experience at the back. In fact, so much experience that I think two of their center house are really older than me. So yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I think there's still Pepe, still there, yeah, 38 yeah. or yeah. something. Jose Fonts there, 37. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, Diaz so yeah I think they've got they've got talent obviously Bruno as well um, who can score goals and silly goals you know at that where you don't have to be breaking teams down to stick the ball in the net from 30 yards France yeah France have loads of good players don't they loads of good players but uh, I don't know France might just be France and like all start falling out with each other and I do have an, I do have a bit of a, an issue with the fullbacks, I don't really think they have a whole pile of width in that side. I think they're very narrow, and I think they'll not be afforded the luxury to constantly counter-attack teams to death like they did in the World Cup. Um, so that's kind of where I am. That's where I think their one weakness might be, that they won't get to play the way they want to play, a la kind of Manchester United sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's completely fair. And uh, and Pete, kind of a, a cliche that always comes through at the start of these tournaments is don't write off the Germans. Um, and I feel like that's normally in the context of actually going to win the thing. You know what I mean? Don't write them off as going to win the thing. But there are a lot of, t- yeah. a lot of um, people actually predicting them to maybe really flop on this tournament. They've had a couple of shocking results recently. The one against Macedonia obviously stands out. Yeah. Um, the bottle did it at the 2018 World Cup. Yuki Love, I think I'm correct in saying... Is uh, is going after this tournament as well. You well, seen so, beat them
2: 6-0 recently, too. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: That's
0: right. Um, you know, so if I don't know if they're gonna, you know, one last hurrah for the manager that won them the World Cup. I don't think there's very many players left over. Miller's obviously one of them that's come back yeah. in. Um, but they still you, I mean you look through their side and you can't deny the quality. So, like, how do you do you think they could it's mad to say surprise a few people by getting quite yeah. far in the tournament I'm talking about Germany, but yeah, how do you see them doing?
1: I, I think they'll be okay. They'll probably be typically German and ruthlessly efficient. I I I just I, it feels a bit silly to write them off. to you well, they were shocker in twenty eighteen. I don't think they'll do that again. I don't. I just can't see it. And I was it before the two thousand two World Cup. They had that stinker. They lost five one to England. And then they got to the final of the World Cup. So I think I I've actually got them down to top the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got Portugal down to be my flop. Because I, okay. I think they're I think they're incredibly boring every time they appear in a major tournament. Yet to see them do anything exciting, despite the players at have got. Uh,
0: Didn't did the have that, that fella who, won Euro two thousand and four with Greece, or the fella that was took Greece to a load of World Cups and literally bored the life out of everybody.
1: You still with the man? Like the manager hasn't. The players have changed. It's whether the matter, manager changes his tactics, and mm-hmm. eventually it's going to get them caught out. They play Yuck. negative football again. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they tear it up. Um, I just can't be a bit spiteful. I just can't be bothered for more boring Portugal football. Scrape to the final after like that. The Euros they won was ridiculous. I looked at their run that They didn't, you know, they played Switzerland. Couldn't beat them in normal time. Like Croatia couldn't beat them in normal time. Beat Wales, and
0: then mm-hmm. and then they draw. All three of the group games as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: Fury won one game in ninety minutes or something. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah.
1: ridiculous. Like so in 12? Austria, and they drew. So, yeah. I've yet but to see... It that's it. what wins you tournaments? Yeah, but they're... But, yeah. Well, we'll
0: see. An, if If not winning games in 90 minutes wins you tournaments, any in Barclubs Northern Ireland are winning the World Cup 2022. <laughs> um, right, let's have a look at our predictions for Group F then. Um, let's see. I still haven't found a more efficient way of doing this. Uh So, let me just open it up. There we go. Okay. So, uh again, massive mix. I swear like three of these groups, we've all predicted like the exact same thing. But I think the first three are that we're going to talk about are just... Uh, ones that we've all gone for something different so uh myself and ben have gone for france to top the group dave's gone for portugal uh, and pete's gone for germany interestingly everyone has gone uh, for hungary to finish fourth and let's see uh myself and dave uh have gone for germany to finish third and pete and ben have gone for portugal uh, to finish uh, to finish third yeah so, so it's more interesting uh more interesting lineups there uh, or predictions for us. Uh, by the way, the fantasy league code is on every slide. I mean, you've left it very late. If you're still not in it, you've got 53 minutes to make a team. Um, at least you know the uh, the Italy lineup on Lake Ben. But yeah, you've 53 minutes to make a team, and uh, and the codes are at the bottom. If you want to jump in, I think we've over 200 now. So as i as said every day on the Twitter, uh, winner gets a item of their choice from the Nineties Inspired website. So uh, cool prize to play for there, and completely free to enter, obviously. And um, so. Let's go back and let's talk about um, who will I go to first. Well, I want to wrap this up kind of the next half hour. So we're not going to talk about each group in too much detail, but Pete, um, group C is quite an interesting one in the sense that Holland, Austria and Ukraine are all nations that we've played fairly recently. Um, And then you've kind of got North Macedonia there who you'd expect to be the whipping boys. Um, But there are a lot of people predicting Holland maybe not to do so well at this tournament. They've got Frank de Boer, who's not the most esteemed manager in the world, really. And um, so, how how do you see that group going? Do you see there being like a uh, any other uh, a winner other than the Netherlands?
1: Oh, de Boer, the worst Premier League manager in history, isn't it?
0: I think as Jose Mourinho uh, rightly said, yeah. Seven
1: games, seven right. needs no goals. Uh, they're scores a bit odd. It's not this sort of star-studded team that we're used to, and they haven't been to a major tournament in ages, but. I think they have enough this time around to get through. Depay obviously seems to be the man. And they've some handy players in and and uh, De Jong, obviously bolstering that spine of the team. I don't know a huge amount of, about the rest of them. Uh, Austria did look good against us, but I think in years gone by, they flattered to the They haven't been great. At major tournaments. Made, again. I'm
0: pretty sure I said on the post-Austria podcast they'll be like the dark horses of the tournament Um, because I thought they looked really good against us and then Didn't they've it? been absolutely stunk the place out in every game since. I'm starting yeah. to think maybe it's also aren't very good. Someone hammered them in the warm-ups. Denmark or someone? Yeah, Denmark Denmark what? hammered them in the qualifiers. Denmark looked decent. Yeah. yeah.
1: But then again, I've... I've just looked at my prediction. I've put Austria to top the group, which I don't know what I was thinking
0: at the time. No, I think that's, uh, but, I think I think that could be a plausible prediction, to be honest. To be, to be honest,
1: I didn't know why that, that group would really shape up. I thought Austria, Netherlands and Ukraine would have enough to get through, all beating Macedonia. Um, you know, Austria need to step up. I think for the past two tournaments, there's always been the top of them being dark horses and they've done nothing. Mm-hmm. So they need to step up. Um, I think the Dutch they'll probably get through. Not sure they'll go much further, depending on the draw.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and Ben, Austria Ukraine. I think you were on. Yeah, you were on the post Ukraine podcast. We sort of thought they looked okay, and maybe should have taken a bit more advantage of of how poor we were in the first half. They seemed to create a lot of chances, and they seem to be like Austria, a team who's efficient, a team who's been together for a long time, who's kind of gelled yeah. together, kind of in that rung or two below the uh, European giants. As Pete said, both have kind of flattered the deceived. Can you see either of them do anything at this tournament? Is it one of those where you can see kind of all three qualifying and because everyone's just going to knock the goals in against North Macedonia? I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's what I can see happening. I can see all three all three getting through. Do, do I think Ukraine will go any further than that? No, I don't. Um, I think uh, I think Netherlands aren't, are poor, but I think they'll win the group. Um, I think Austria will finish second and then Ukraine will come in just behind them. Um, unless
0: North Macedonia surprises us all. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I've got a stat here from Jason Asked Jason Rothwell, a uh, keen listener to the podcast, and Stato. Uh, asked him to provide me with a couple of stats for each group. So uh, for Group C, I think this is actually a cracker. Apart from North Macedonia, all the sides in this group have held the competition with one other country, Holland with Belgium in 2000, Austria with Switzerland in 2008, and Ukraine with Poland in 2012. Um, only the Dutch uh, only the Dutch escaped from their group losing in semi final the semis on penalties to Italy and Dave North Macedonia being in the in the tournament it's like it's a bit annoying because you know we are better than them at the end of the day but are you okay with having one team in 24 as a bit of a wild card as a bit of fun maybe it's not going to be the most competitive game in the world but you know we're all going to tune in and, uh, and probably support Macedonia aren't we? Yeah of course listen who doesn't love a
2: good underdog story you know um I think this group's really open, to be honest. Um, I think this is this is the group where I think something weird could happen. I know Holland obviously has home advantage. People are saying that this is this Ukraine team's time, you know, that they've they've grown together and matured together, there's consistency in the squad. They've obviously got, you know, the the figurehead of of the legend that is Shevchenko at the helm there. And there's a lot of good, good feeling about this team. Um, so, Austria, again, they've got some good footballers, don't they? Um, but, yeah, I, I think you throw in a couple of draws, you know. If, if Austria, if Austria um, and Holland, for example, draw their first two games and there's some unlikely win for someone somewhere, then all of a sudden the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. So, I think there could be a few draws in this group, something mental might happen. And they could end up sneaking through with a win and a goal difference that isn't horrendous mm-hmm. because it doesn't look like, of everything we've said about those teams, it doesn't look like there's a whole load of goals in any of those teams. I don't think yeah.
0: I remember like back in 2016 when, uh, you know, we pretty much qualify via not getting hammered by Germany, yeah, and because Michael I know goal has
2: that, a game that he will never have again and has never had before,
0: yeah. So, that's, uh, so, I'm not, that's it. so I'm not sure whether that whether the goal difference kind of whether that element of it makes it more exciting. You know, teams might go to hammer Macedonia then and maybe Mastodonil catch them on the break and we could get an upset in our hands. It's hard to know. I mean, it's probably more likely you'll get the the pragmatic Michael O'Neill story of uh, of um of kind of trying to keep the score down, but that worked for us. I think we actually qualified by two or three goals in the end. We're fairly comfortable. Uh, But anyway, let's have a look at our predictions for uh, whatever group that is. I think it's group C, isn't it? It is group C. Uh, Let's open this up. Oh, don't do this to me now. There we go. Okay. So a little bit more similar than this. Everyone's gone for North Macedonia 4th. In fact, no, not at all. Um, Myself and Ben have gone for Netherlands to top the group. Dave's gone for Ukraine and Pete's gone for Austria. Um. Everyone else has gone for Austria second. So everyone has Austria to qualify. Peak, you've gone for the Netherlands to finish second. Um, Dave, you've also, I believe, gone for the Netherlands to qualify. I have your third place team as well. So you have them to finish third. Everyone else has Ukraine to finish third. So a little bit more similar in that one. So, uh, I'm doing this
2: an awful lot with Mad shouts. I think I had in my head, there's always something mad happens in at least one of the groups. And I seem to have applied that logic to all of the groups. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean yeah there, I, that's kind of what when i was looking through pete's predictions as well i thought you know pete's always won for a bit of a maverick shout in every walk of life really but um yeah he's, he's gone for a few mad ones here and so have you dave so yeah i'm interested we're, i mean we're we're doing this on uh on the basis of you know um in terms of our prediction league we're going to do it like on just the 16 of the 24 to qualify you'll get two points each for each team you pick to qualify so the order of the groups isn't necessarily that important, but uh, although you will get an extra three points if you predicted any group uh, spot on. But yes, some interesting shouts there. Um, let's see. I have two more groups to talk about, and we're not really going to talk about them in too much detail. Um, Dave, I'll let you go first on this and chat about the Belgians, um, because they're a side who have flattered to deceive. That's, we seem to be saying that a lot about teams that, uh, um, that, that regularly turn up to these major tournaments. And, you know from what, everything I've read really in the media around this Belgian team, everyone seems to think that it's going to be the, uh, it's this has to be the year in which this golden generation has to win something because you've got players like De Bruyne, you know, like Lukaku who realistically, I mean, at a stretch maybe World Cup 2022, but this probably is their last big chance to win a major tournament and do you think they're in good shape to, to take advantage of that?
2: I think they're soft. Uh, I, you know, I think they're Aging, I think. Yes, it is their last chance, and we've seen this before with England's golden generation. It was their last chance, and the Portuguese golden generation. It was their last chance, and none of them did anything. Um, I think De Bruyne is is going there with that facial injury. I think as the tournament progresses, my opinion of Kevin De Bruyne is he doesn't do it on the he doesn't do it in the big games. I think he's soft in the big games. What I think they do have is an absolute belter of a number nine who will score goals. Um, So, yeah, I think there's also a problem with Axel Witzel in the midfield. I think he's still touch and go whether he's going to be fit or not, if I'm right. So, yeah, I just don't know about them. I just don't think, I don't think they're as good. I put it this way, they're they're not as good a side as they were. Alderbeer, Elvertongen, they're all a few years older. Axel Vitzel is the same. Um, yes, they've got De Bruyne. yes, they've got Lukaku.
0: Nasser Chadley's still on their squad. You know I think he's actually playing as well on, on occasion. Left-wing. Do you know what
2: I mean? So this is this is where we're going to. And if I'm looking across the squads, if I'm looking at if I'm looking at France, if I'm looking at Portugal, if I'm looking at Italy, they don't have players like Nasser Chadley at the front end of the pitch. So yeah, I, I don't think they will do a lot of damage. Semis at best, but probably quarters.
0: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about the about Denmark as well. You, you seem to rate them. I mean, I saw a stat the other day. It's actually a crazy stat. Since October twenty sixteen, uh, forty five games, they've only lost to Belgium in five years. You know, in a time where they've been in league a in the Nations League, They've, you know, they've played home and away to England. I think they beat England at Wembley back in September. I mean, they're not the most exciting team in the world. Nobody's exactly, you know, buying shirts with Danish players on the back, but they are bloody effective, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they know how to play. Um, now, don't get me wrong, and they don't know an awful lot about them. Slightly less than nothing, I would say, is what I know about them. Um, but they've got a few good centre-halves. They seem to be a solid side. They seem to be able to do teams that you would assume are better than them. Considerable amounts of damage, and they're going to take some so I'm beaten and well no, there's that stat there it's Belgium are the only team that's beaten so we'll see and three we'll game, see
0: Three games at home as well I think for, for Denmark I think there's three of those games are in Copenhagen uh, Ben how do you kind of view the Belgians I think I mean me and Dave were having a conversation uh, uh, a while ago on WhatsApp I think Dave described them as a wet fart of a team which is I think is quite a good way of describing them and Bobby Martinez is kind of the biggest wet fart of a manager everyone kind of remembers him from his time in the Premier League where he was where he was quite fun you know he was good going forward they're always good to watch his Wigan teams and his Everton teams but ultimately they were pretty much the most naive team I've ever seen um, I mean that, that's fun for a major tournament I guess you could say they're a cup team which, which has them in with a chance do you think they have a chance?
3: No, I don't think they have a chance to win it. Um, I mean, if they do, it'll it'll depend on their, their they'll really, really, really rely on their big players. So if Lukaku really fires them in, you know, then yes, absolutely. If you've a number nine that's going to score goal after goal, you will have a chance. Um, and it'll depend on De Bruyne's fitness. And you know, I I think he's fantastic. Like, uh, when he's on his game, but uh, it's a lot easier to play in that Man City team and, and look wonderful than it is with with Charlie. You know, things like that. um. So, so and then yeah, one thing that I did not and I do not understand how on earth is Benteke in their squad? Like how bad is the football in
0: Devocarigi was in their squad for about five years. He's I better than Benteke,
3: though.
2: Batchway was there. Is Batswai there? Can yeah, why is it, always is there. A, yeah. Uh, yeah. They've actually why? got a
0: really, really good winger called Jeremy Doku. he's been absolutely tearing it up in France for Rennes this season. Um, I yeah, every time I watch him, he looks really exciting. He's kind of in the Adama Traore, Sam Maximan kind of mold. But he's, you know, he's uh, he's he's probably actually got a little bit more about him. So I think, you know, I don't know if he's going to get games. But, um, Pete, we'll, we'll kind of speed this up because we're getting close to uh, forty minutes until kickoff. Want we'll to get this done by the, the very latest quarter two? So I'm just going to go to you on the on the other group and let you talk a little bit about Spain because there's a bit of a mad story coming out that, um, you know, I think their under twenty ones played the uh, the friendly against Lithuania last week, um, because their whole squads isolating because of a COVID test. There's rumours that. Um, their squad, uh, They're going to have to play basically the under twenty ones for the for the first game, which is against Sweden, if memory serves me correct. Definitely. Yeah. So, do you think that gives the likes of the likes of Sweden a bit more of a chance? And I mean, Spain. I don't know. I feel like they can pass teams to death. I feel like they could pass pass mm-hmm. their way to a nil nil against anybody. But there's nobody I'd necessarily, certainly, none of the bigger nations that hang my hat on them beaten. Um, would you be confident enough in in Spain this tournament? I mean,
1: they're under twenty-one, still hammered Lithuania, didn't
0: they? Yeah, they did, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that shows you. And that'll be and really I,
0: embarrassing when the one all-drawn in Vilnius for Northern Ireland in September won't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think their group's pretty favourable. Like Sweden, another team who sort of are at major tournaments, don't really do anything and just bore you off the park.
0: There are a few you know, those aren't they? It's
1: going to be 4-4-2, no attacks, just hump, lump it up to a big 6-4 striker.
0: Greg taking pens
1: yeah exactly that sort of thing so I think Spain will be fine I, I sort of quite fancy them uh, Luis Enrique is a decent manager he won the treble with Barca didn't he so he's, he knows he what he's doing I suppose it, it all depends if their first team is fit but yeah. the group the group doesn't scare you apart from Lewandowski at Poland but like, their under 21s could probably hammer Slovakia yeah if we're being honest Heard <laughs> the other day, Lewandowski's
2: only scored two goals at major tournaments.
0: Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting because he's played at a fair few, hasn't he? I'm pretty sure he, you know, he's he was playing right the way back in the year 2008, which is uh, scored in 2012. When they oh, it might have been 2012, actually. Yeah, it would have been 2012.
3: The, I'd say it would have been 2008. Probably. It wouldn't, wouldn't it? Anyway, he's been losing.
0: He's been in loads yeah. of major tournaments and he hasn't really done anything, has he? Um, so uh anyway, let's quickly rattle through our um our predictions for those two groups we've just talked about. Uh for you guys, uh you might want to get yourselves a pen and paper. Cause what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a little bit of a quiz after this. Um, so let's see, and I'm gonna give you a little bit of time to think because Dave completely turned the tables on me in his podcast last week and um and i was out in the first round with one of the quizzes he did so i'm going to give you a bit Absolutely. of time to think <laughs> it's <laughs> not a wide lot of fun is it no it's not i it's more crack when you're hosting Dave. put it that way um here's your predictions for group b so uh, everyone's got belgium to top the group everyone's got denmark to finish second and um, everyone apart from me has got finland to finish third and russia to finish fourth uh, i've gone russia third and Finland fourth i actually think russia are fairly effective uh, the likes of juba up front i think it's a little bit underrated always does quite well at those tournaments and uh He's just a big lad. He's very difficult. You know, If we, we always say, as Northern Ireland fans, players don't come up against Josh McGuinness very often. Well, they do, and they're able to deal with him fairly well. Players don't come up against Artem Juba very often, and I think he could. Uh, he's actually somebody I consider for my fantasy team. Um, just a, it's just an absolute grok of a centre-forward. I love watching him. Yeah, play
2: he's got a physique like Tyson Fury, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah. But he can move as well.
2: Yeah, I know. He shouldn't be able to play football.
0: His, his goal-scoring record this season for Zenit's really good. I think he's wet, well in the 20s, and, and that, albeit not the strongest league. but um, yeah. So keep an eye on Russia. They're kind of always quite effective. Always, they always seem to have an age inside, which I don't get. You always look at them and they've all they've got like 35-year-olds playing centre-half. So like, when are these guys coming through? Uh, anyway, Group E, uh, again, fairly similar. This is why I thought that uh, that our, our predictions were, were more similar than the first few, few groups made out. So everyone's gone uh, Spain to finish first. Everyone's gone Slovakia to finish last. And uh, myself and Dave have gone for Sweden second, Poland third. Uh, Pete and Ben have gone for Poland second, Sweden third. Uh, so that could be kind of affected by the Spain, possibly playing their under-21s in that first game. Okay, so it's time for a quiz, Okay. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to put the uh, the question up. You guys can have a bit of thinking time because I'm going to kind of talk people through the predictions league, how that's going to be scored, who we all think is going through, taking us through the third place teams. So uh, it is Northern Ireland football podcast, even though Northern Ireland aren't at the Euros. So your question today is to name as many Northern Ireland players to have featured in any game of Euro 2016 qualifying. Okay. So any game, of Euro 2016 qualifying that Northern Ireland and players featured in. Uh, Pete's already got the uh the, the face in the palms there, down in our bottom left-hand corner. Um, so this should be an interesting one. So, yeah, just as a, a little bit of a caveat, unused subs just don't count. Okay. So um on un- no unused subs they can have come off the bench. The only criteria is in those 10 qualification games between 2014. I think it started with Hungary away and twenty, uh, whatever, November 2015, I think it was, with Finland uh, away as the last game. Any player, he played any part uh, in any of those games. Okay. So uh, also, I can have a go in the comments. I know that you guys can't see the comments on Facebook, can you? No. So, um, no. so that's all right. So yeah, if you want to play along at home, have a go at that. So uh, the predictions competition. So this is what we're doing. Uh, we're going to predict we have two points for every team correctly predicted to go through and three bonus points for any groups predicted exactly right. So we've seven or eight people contributing to this podcast over the next few weeks. Um, so everyone's got their predictions in. You'll not see some of them up until after the first match day or after the second match day. Um, so, yeah, just have to wait and see in this one. But these are what we've gone for. And you guys can play along at home. So put them in the YouTube comments, put them in the Facebook comments, put them, uh, tweet them to us, Your uh, all your predictions for each group. So as I say, two points for every team correctly predicted to go through, and three bonus points for every group correctly predicted. And remember, you have to pick three, or so you have to pick four third-place teams to go through, as well as your twelve teams who finish in the top two in the groups. So we've all agreed on twelve of the sixteen teams. Interestingly, we all think that France, Portugal, Germany, Spain, Poland, England, Croatia, Holland, Austria, Belgium, Denmark, and Italy will go through. And here's the ones we've differed on. So me, Dave, and Pete think Ukraine will go through. Ben doesn't. Um, Dave, Pete, and Ben think Turkey will go through. Uh, I don't. Uh, my other three are Russia, Sweden, Wales. Dave's other three. Uh, Dave's other two are Scotland and Sweden. Uh, Pete's other two are Scotland and Wales. And Ben's other two are Chechnya and the Czech Republic. <laughs> so some interesting predictions there. Let's wait and see. Um, But lads, I've given you about a minute to have a think about that. So just going to get us back on the screen. And let's see. So uh, I've got the answers here in front of me. Um, Let's see. How can we do this? Uh, We'll just go in order of youngest first. So uh, so Pete, give me uh, a player that you think played, featured in Euro 2016 qualifying. There are some mad answers here, by the way. There's 26 in total. Gareth McCauley. Gareth McCauley's correct. Starts every game and scores three. Legend. Uh, ben. Uh, Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans is correct. He actually only plays the first four games, which is interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, he only plays four of the ten. He's injured the rest of the time. Um, okay, Dave.
2: Junior Evans. Messrs. Corey.
0: Corey Evans. Yep, starts five, subbed on twice. Plays his part. Okay, so we have got three. Back to you, Pete.
1: Uh.
0: Niall McGinn. Niall McGinn is oh, correct, sorry. but I can't find where he is. There he is. He scored six. One goal and four assists. Serious numbers in that campaign for Niall McGinn. Okay, Ben. Jamie Ward. Jamie Ward is yes. also correct. Um, I miss Jamie Ward. I know. When we liked him. I
2: loved Jamie yeah, Ward. Me lovely,
0: too. lovely little tenacious player, wasn't he?
2: Just disappeared, you remember? Just fell down a hole somewhere. and never played playing. for us again. I never played for us again, but... Yeah, I know. I know. don't even think he told anybody he was retired. <laughs> he just
0: left. I don't think he did when he is retired. Maybe he'll be in the next squad the way things are going. <laughs> um, yeah, plays six and scores in Greece. Well, half scores in Greece is really no goal, but it seems to be still given to him. Okay, uh, Dave, it's your turn, isn't it? Uh,
2: yes. Uh, Lafferty.
0: Yeah, Kyle Lafferty's is correct. Starts nine, is suspended for Greece, scores seven. Uh, back to you, Pete. So we should be able to go on for like a, a decent bit here. Yeah, You'd be surprised. Say, say
1: that. Uh, Josh
0: McGuinness. Josh McGuinness, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he starts only, he only starts the Greece game actually, where he scores at the other nine games he's used off the bench. So Josh McGuinness is correct. Okay, Ben?
3: Roy Carroll.
0: Roy oh. Carl's correct. Yeah, plays the first five games. You're going very niche early doors, Ben.
1: <laughs> I know that was <laughs> I what I was kind of trying, trying to hold that. I so, hold that one back. That was that's all I've got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Dave. Who are you having?
2: Uh, your your mate, Craig Cathcart. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, starts the last two. Definitely didn't score in Finland in the last day. Yep. Craig Cathcart is correct. Um, okay, so you've got three each. There's 26 in total. Um, is that all? <laughs> yeah. Three each. Uh, Pete. Uh, Chris Baird. Chris Bird is a good shout. Plays every minute, bar the hungry red card and the good ah, suspension, actually. Ridiculous
1: red card as well. I
0: know. Two yellows and one incident. It probably was two yellows, though. Yeah, it
1: was.
0: <laughs> it seems to be a right. She's never seen it before, have we? Chris yeah. Brunt. Yep, yeah, Ben, you're absolutely right with Chris Brunt. Starts the of the 10 games at left back. Okay, back to you, Dave.
2: Go away. Has anybody said Steve Davis?
0: Uh, no, nobody no. said Davis. I'm, I'm not going to penalise you. I'm not going to be nice if you say somebody who's already been said like, not that harsh. Yeah, Steve Davis correct starts nine and he's only injured for one of the games. Scores obviously the two goals against Greece. Okay, we're on twelve. Pete, back to me for. uh McNair was around. Paddy McNair, yeah, it's it's close, but he is around there. And he makes his debut in the Faroe Islands in the third last game, and then he starts the last two. So Paddy McNair is correct. Good shout, Pete. Ben. Michael McGovern. Michael McGovern's correct, yeah. Plays the last five games, actually makes his competitive debut uh, against Romania at home. Uh, back to you, Dave.
2: Really starting to doubt myself here. Aaron Hughes.
0: Aaron Hughes, yeah, is correct. Starts the first four, then doesn't play again. So 15 or 26. Good going. Back to you, Pete. Getting a little bit more niche now. Conor McLaughlin. Conor McLaughlin's correct. Starts the first eight and is suspended for Greece. Ben. Ollie Norwood Ollie Norwood good oh. shot. starts every game gets three assists don't like him but yeah Dave 17 uh, nine this to go. Is,
2: I think this is a real dodgy one
0: <laughs> Dallas okay. Stuart Dallas is correct oh. yeah, makes, his de- makes his competitive debut in that uh, um, in that qualification campaign he plays the last six okay so Dallas you're only 18 is- yeah plays the last yeah he comes through really late. Um, he doesn't get a, he doesn't get across the water for a good while. Sure, Dallas. Yeah, he's Is it uh, Oxford or something, I think, at that time. I'm not was, sure. He played for Brentford for a while. Um, but yeah, he doesn't get across the water until I think until he's 24-25. Could be wrong on that one. Anyway, uh, we're back to where we were. So uh, so Pete, there are only eight more. Am I right in saying
1: I'm really struggling here? Yeah, I there don't are, know when yeah. these players were cut off. Um going to go with MacGibburn.
0: Ryan McGibbon is a great shout
2: go away
0: <laughs> so, is. Is. that is the and spirit this. of maddie lund from dave on the first quiz um, yes, and, <laughs> and, I started, now at, and now
3: he's at nuri
0: is he i thought he's at linfield
3: he just got released he just signed for nuri yesterday wow.
0: or the day before he should have been released long before i remember being absolutely fuming with his performance in romania where he starts so pete oh, your, wow. two wrong I would answers i have got that your two wrong answers from these two away from uh, from winning it. So, yeah, the, uh, there's some, uh, only seven left. So, I mean, super performance all around here. Ben, who are you going for? Shane Ferguson. Oh, come on. Shane <laughs> oh. Ferguson is correct. Starts the first two games, uh, gets an assist against the Faroe Islands. So, Dave, you will be out if you get this one wrong. Who are you going for? This is brutal. Is that the only one you had in mind?
2: I was the only one that had any sort of confidence about it all. Michael Smith.
0: No, Michael Smith no, wasn't in that campaign.
2: I was uh, gonna say Matty Long, but then I presume the fact that you just said him means he wasn't.
0: No, he, one he of wasn't. Them.
2: He wasn't. We'll I, th- I, th- I thought
0: somebody was maybe gonna go for him. All right. Uh so we're back to Pete. So Pete and Ben are fighting it out. Ben for your first title, Pete for your second. Um, I mean Ben for your first and only title, I think it's fair to say. Um so Pete, <laughs> Off who my do you life. you for? <laughs>
1: How many left do we
0: have? You have six left, yeah.
1: I'm way... Lee Lee Camp didn't feature, was he... No, Lee
0: Camp was gone by then. So Ben, you've got the chance to take it. The man that's on fire. Will Greg is the most unfortunate answer in podcast history because he is an unused sub for eight games but doesn't actually get in the pitch oh no Again. way
2: that means I'm going to have to answer another question
0: no no because you were you went last didn't you so you're yeah. oh I went last I was already that's so really nice Turn away, lads <laughs> so we just have to keep going yeah
1: right I'm seriously struggling um he wasn't around then Dean
0: Shields. <laughs> no, Dean Shields is wrong. Oh. So ben, you've another chance to take it. Liam Boyce. Liam Boyce is correct. Ben is the champion. Oh. Um, it's a very niche answer, but he plays 12 minutes against Greece. That's the only oh. minutes he gets in that campaign. <laughs> so well Lee done, Hunt. Ben. So you all have been well tight well Um any, any, any other mad shouts anyone throw out? Lee Hodgson. Well, Hodgson doesn't play. He's unused sub for some games. He so doesn't play. Patterson. Martin Patterson, I think, has gone the campaign before yeah any others there another Manus? no Manus is an new sub for every game as well George <laughs> <laughs> right here here was, here here was. The, yeah, that was a super effort Grand McCann. Right. what, what was long gone. grandma long gone yeah um uh, so here's gone. one i thought you would get um uh, one we've talked about before not Luke McCulloch Yeah, Luke McCulloch Get away Luke McCulloch subbed oh, on wow. twice How many minutes I knew he was play, like six or something Subbed yeah. on twice Yeah, something like that
3: um, yeah. I knew he was in the Euro squad But then know We wouldn't have thought he'd played Yeah Michael. I Nixon, thought
2: he was one. a mad I thought he was a mad Shout for the Euro squad Just mm-hmm. And I didn't Anyway, there
0: you are uh, So the last three are fairly mental Billy McKay um, Comes on Do you had remember that. him? Yeah, uh, plays comes on as a sub twice. Eleven minutes in Hungary, twelve minutes against Romania. Um, I think
2: I've thought of somebody. Is there some boy Vassell? Did
0: he play? No, Vassell was no. You know, he came in. A few, was that before that? A while after, and you might be thinking about somebody I else. It was after that. Yeah, it was after that. Was it? Yeah, yeah Vassell like twenty eighteen. Um, was he wasn't other, around long enough for me to remember. Yeah, the mm-hmm. other three. Um, Paddy McCourt plays 23 minutes against the Faroe oh, Islands. Paddy McCourt?
2: Paddy McCourt was a lovely footballer to watch. Yeah,
0: he was. I, I thought he was long gone, so that answer surprised me. Um, ben Reeves, anyone?
3: I know who he is, but then wouldn't have got it,
0: no. Yeah, comes on for 12 minutes against Greece, then doesn't play another minute of his international career. <laughs> so, uh, and here's here's probably the maddest one of the lot. Sammy Clingan. Clingan huh. no was still playing. Sammy Clingan plays... Sammy Clingons' last game for Northern Ireland is the 27 minutes he comes on against Romania in the third game.
2: Well, that's a nice last game for him. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we lost that one 2-0, didn't we? So don't seem too bad now. All right, uh, so we're running out of time here, so I'm going to rattle through everyone's fantasy teams dead quick. So we're going to get them up on the screen here. Uh, I just want you to talk about your team... Yours, yours has changed. Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. Um, talk about that. There's one everyone to kind of talk about their team for a minute or so. Then we'll do our final predictions, gold, golden boot, all that. Uh, we've got ready. So here's my team. Anyone but Slovakia. And um, so let me have a look. Yeah. So Heradetsky and Nets. I think everyone kind of has him. Four million. Uh, Finnish keeper. Uh. And then, yeah, I've backed the Italians quite heavily. Well, I've got Bonucci and Berardi captain for tonight. So remember, there's a bit of a niche with this fantasy in the sense that you can change your captain at the end of each day to somebody who hasn't played. So that's why, for example, Di is on my bench. And that's for another look. So yeah, Ricardo Riga is just in there for the idea that they might get a penalty at some point and defenders scoring goals gets you a lot of points. Uh, John Stones, I think, will do well. Yazici is a player I talked about earlier in the podcast. I think Ivan Perisic could be a good shot. I think he's a type of player you could see scoring a couple of goals uh, against England and then gone very top heavy with a front three. So we've got Harry Kane, who I think on home soil after the season he's had just could bag a load of goals. Ukaku, I think we've all talked about him. And Memphis Depay is a bit of an interesting one uh, at 10 million. I don't think Holland are very good, but I think he might carry them a fair bit in the group stages and score some goals. And uh, so I've put him in. Uh, next up, we have got Pete's team, which is named C. Yeah, it's
1: just Ronaldo's.
0: Yeah, who you haven't got your team. So talk me through it. Oh, you doing? Sorry, you've got. yeah, he's
1: he's there on the bench, right? My team. I've actually made a change. Okay, so I've started the top, so I've switched on Lewandowski for Lukaku.
0: Okay, uh, Wh- whose comments change your mind on that?
2: Is that about ten minutes
0: ago? <laughs> 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 you
3: You could have made that up, Dave. <laughs> you're, the you're the man. that said Le- Lewandowski had never scored at the Euros. <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: He's actually the so, top scorer of all time. <laughs>
1: so he's gone. Nah, so Chesney and Ned, quite cheap. I think Poland have an easy fixture against Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hinter Egger is 100% going to score against yes. Macedonia. Um, <laughs> back post, 1-0 last The rest of the defence is just quite solid. it's quite cheap. Um, midfield, some rogue calls in there. Alden likes to score goals for Holland, so I just put him in already looked decent against us and uh, I looked at Spain's team they're going to score but I'm not pinning my hopes on Morata
0: yeah they're they've w- w- from three don't they
1: and then I think England will score goals and might is at a decent end of the season uh, and then you're shot up Top Yilmaz
0: mm-hmm. yeah so that's think think a really it's a really fun shot isn't it for fantasy it's one of those yeah, really well, fun it fantasy gives days.
1: interest for the Friday night that's what yeah. I don't want to be sitting watching a dead game and not sure at
0: all but and then, uh,
1: Ronaldo and Cancelo to come off the bench
0: okay good stuff N- golu Kante on there and Herodetsky to come on if you need him uh, okay let's go on Ben's team and um, so if you're wondering why the graphic is dreadful it's because Ben took a triangular photo on his laptop instead of just going on the app so Ben Fond? has gone Ben's team's name is Pathetic Athletic and uh, he has gone for uh, well yeah sorry so Ben I'll let you talk me you through your own team
3: uh, well Donna at the well there's been a couple of changes, but Donna is still there at the back. Italy don't concede goals. They'll probably lose 3-0 now. I've just said that. But uh, yeah, so Italy, good chance of clean sheets there. Um Torres is a good player. I think Spain will will keep clean sheets as well. Um is a wee bit of West Ham bias, I have to admit, but he does he does get forward and gets a gets an assist here and there. Um, I've changed Rudiger since uh, Dave was talking about them getting beaten 6-0 by Spain. <laughs> so um, I've put in Borna Barasic, again, a bit of Rangers bias, but yeah. again, he can Big he can player. get forward and cross a brilliant ball. Uh, Cancelo, I think, is great, and I think he'll get assists and possibly even score as well. Um, midfield, Barardi's come in because is not playing. Um, Phil Foden, I think, is superb. Um, Bruno Fernandes... Question mark there. about Foden uh, starting for you, Ben? Yeah, but I think if... Yeah, uh, but I think if Southgate doesn't start him, he's a bigger idiot than I thought he was, which is mm. quite quite high, I must say. Um, <laughs> Fernandez is in there, prime. Basically, he'll, he'll score goals, he'll assist, but he's only in there because De Bruyne's not fit. Um, and then I have still got. I've changed. I've changed. Pilotti up front. Uh, so I have Memphis, Mbai. Still I have Lukaku
0: and I have Mbappe, and okay. I think they sort of speak for themselves. Yep, yeah, good stuff. Good team, and uh, Dave. Your team called. What a jot of ballocks! Um, brilliant. A completely <laughs> unnecessary explicit tag. Now has to go on this podcast. I didn't, sp- I
2: didn't. spell it. It didn't spell it the correct. The correct spelling though, so that doesn't correct. count.
0: What the what ballocks?
2: Yeah, that's not how you. It's not how it's spelled. So it's no, fine. No, it's so not like, it's But fine. it's definitely it's the Belfast
0: spelling, isn't it's, it? He used to a- play for <laughs> Germany,
2: didn't they? <I? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Stefan you're Thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm trying to see my team at don't remember do
0: uh, So you've got uh, Donnarumma, Aki, Vestergaard, Munier, Jota, Barella, Shakiri Chiesa, I don't know if you've taken them out, Rebic, Aki, no. Mbappe. And you've got Chihir, uh, Hinteregger, Kier and Yazici on the bench.
2: Yeah, I think I've fiddled it about for the start a wee bit. I think I've taken Aki out and put Kier to start. Um, but yeah, and I think I've taken Shaq out and put that, uh, that Turkish fella in. Yuzici? What do you call him? I uh, yes, him. So, yeah, no, I've, 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 I've kind of went top-heavy as well. Um, I wanted Enrico's wee lad in there because I just think he's class. Uh, Barella, I think Barella could be the boy that... Barella could be the boy that everybody wants to spend £70 million on after this tournament, I think. He really could be the up-and-down engine room that just dominates a game of football. So we'll wait and see. And then you've got a couple of match-outs as well. Shakiri always does something mental, like overhead kicks or running from the halfway line and scoring, which is always a load of fun. Um, and then, yeah, so what I've really done there is try to get like five, six forwards in the pitch by picking forwards that are actually down for midfielders. And then you have Mbappe and Lukaku, who will probably be up there for top goal score. So, yeah.
0: Good stuff. Backing yourself. You're not you're not a big fantasy player, but maybe this will keep you honest.
2: Yeah, I don't have the patience for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: it was good with, back in the day when you used to like cut out the bit of the newspaper and pick your 11 players and then that was all you had to do
0: wow all right. good stuff <laughs> I remember um, those days I know <laughs> all right so some final predictions so I uh, we're going to wrap this up now I'm just going to rattle through this dead quickly player of the tournament I've gone for Modric Dave and Ben have both gone for Kante and Pete's gone for Kylian Mbappe uh, for Golden Boots, I've gone Harry Kane. Dave and Pete have both gone for Lukaku, and Ben's gone for Ronaldo. Uh, surprise package in terms of the team, I've gone for Ukraine. Dave and, Pete have, Dave and Pete are agreeing on a lot here, aren't they? They've both gone for Turkey, and Ben has hedge his bets. Pete knows his stuff, I think. <laughs> ben has hedge his bets for Croatia and the Czech Republic. <laughs> Pick two, <you> absolute <laughs> <I know>. gangster. And <laughs> <laughs> fairness, they're in the same group, so whoever qualifies, I'll give him it. A- um, and flop of the tournament we've all gone for something different here and all gone for a big nation as well which you kind of have to do for the flop of the tournament uh, I've gone for the Netherlands Dave's gone for England uh, Pete has gone for Portugal and Ben has gone for Spain uh, so lads nice ones for coming on before I let you go I'm going to get you all to pick me a winner uh, so I mean at some point probably in the podcast you've probably said who you think's going to win but let's just do it get it out in the open before we, uh, before we leave and go and actually watch the game Pete, sorry.
1: I thought if De Bruyne was fit, I was thinking Belgium, but he might like, miss the first few games. Uh, so I'm going to go with Italy.
0: Okay, Italy to win. Uh, Dave, I assume you're going to agree? Of course.
2: Yep, the motherland kicking the tournament off. So, uh, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're strong. I think it's interesting. Loads and loads of teams have good attacking players and ancient centre-backs. Yeah. It seems to be quite a theme across the big nations. So, yeah, we'll see who centre-backs hold up the best, I guess.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And Ben, uh, finish the podcast off. Who do you think is going to win?
3: LA Le Bleu.
0: France LA Le Bleu. World
3: Champions. Yeah.
0: Okay. france retain it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm also going to go for France there my team as well. So we've got two Italy, two France on here. So uh, let's see how the predictions go. Uh, let's see how many of the 16, that we, the 16 teams that we've predicted to go through actually do go through. Let's see how many uh, groups we predict exactly. So yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed that. bit of a preview to the Euros. A bit of a rattle through, a a brief rattle through our fantasy teams as well. Uh, So nice one to everyone for coming on. Uh, We're going to do these kind of after every match day. Um, There'll be different people on, of course. We're going to do these after every match day of the tournament. Update you on our fantasy teams. Update you on how our predictions are going. And just have a general bit of a chat about the games because the summer tournaments are just fun, aren't they? Uh, Yeah, so nice one to everyone for for coming on. uh, And we'll see you again, I think on Tuesday night after France versus Germany uh, rounds up the first round of fixtures. So yeah, nice one to everyone and see you next time. Bye-bye.